This is HPR episode 1886 entitled Moral Volcanoes Linux Tips and Tricks Podcast for Hacker Public Radio. It is hosted by first time host Moral Volcano and is about 65 minutes long. The summary is a collection of Linux tips and tricks that may be useful new users. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. podcast i will try to cover uh, all kinds of free and open source software not just new linux podcast so initially i'll start with ui user interface for some reason linux developers don't give much attention to how yeah how the desktop looks it seems there are some attempts like elementary os where they have tried to make it look very pretty but with uh, gnome 3 people have tried to pay more attention to the aesthetic aspect of the desktop but what they have done is they have made it less useful the desktop that i use is gnome 2 and gnome 2 was created with a great deal of focus on usability and simplicity um, features those mod is uh, you don't see that in GNOME 3 or just look at any desktop screenshot that's been published online it's all the same um, same GNOME 3 there are some people who use KDE but the GNOME 3 desktop doesn't allow you to customize or change the um, interface. That was one of the objectives of GNOME 3, surprisingly. They don't want you to, <coughs> want you means the users, they don't want users to customize the OS and uh, the desktop and make it uh, more useful and to them and um, what they they justified this by saying that uh, they want a developer curated uh, uh, design that the user should not uh, tamper with. That was the justification they gave. And to make this, uh, um, to ensure this is done, uh, because they felt that users were stupid or uh, users shouldn't uh, have uh, too many liberties they removed uh, all forms of customization that was available in gnome 2 
the desktop was managed by Nautilus file manager in GNOME 2 and the Nautilus that was there in GNOME 3 does not have any features. They removed features from GNOME 3 and uh, Nautilus. So if you go to edit preferences, there is not much you can do there. So what kind of upgrade is that? When you okay, um, here I would like to say that I'm what I'm going to say maybe opinion you shouldn't uh, just um, accept it uh, as it is or whatever you. Um, you should always trust your own judgment just because somebody is saying you shouldn't uh, let go of your native intelligence and uh, and good sense usually when you when somebody says something when you read an article or when you listen to someone in some event, they might usually say something so um, shocking, challenging, existing beliefs that you start believing whatever they say. There must be a nagging doubt uh, in the corner of your brain where you think maybe that guy is not saying whatever he is saying is not correct it's not true but uh, the force with which this guy is saying makes you think that yeah that guy whatever he is saying is correct now you shouldn't uh, let her Sometimes you do realize that uh, um, that guy, um, whatever he had said was wrong, but you this realization happens much later, and uh, you do remember that uh, you you felt that there was something wrong with the assertion. Uh, you had that doubt, but. Uh, you let that guy bamboozle you. You thought he was right and you were wrong. You discounted your own judgment and uh, let some guy um, take over your, your uh, fine judgment. So, I may be wrong and uh, you should always uh, rely on rely on your own judgment so anyway this norm 3 those guys felt that um, users shouldn't be customizing their wonderful desktop and they created a desktop that had less features. I say I've been using um, Windows desktops from Windows 3.1, 95, 98, Millennium, 2000, XP, and then um, I did not work with uh, Windows Vista. I, I stayed with uh, Windows XP for a long time, even though people, even though Microsoft had released Windows 7, I was with Windows XP because I could always change the desktop theme to the Windows Classic uh, and um, the computer was fast and uh, it got things done. I did not like Windows 7 
I got a laptop with um, Windows 7 and I had the option of installing Windows 8 because I have a MSDN license. So I can install any OS from Windows. I don't think I had a Windows Millennium, but uh, Windows, any Windows XP, Windows Vista, Windows 7, Windows 8, any of them, and Windows Server also. I, I had I could install any version of Windows on my computer. I decided to install just Windows 7 because anyway the drivers were all for Windows 7, not for Windows XP. So there was no point of installing Windows XP. So, in all these versions of Windows, they never remove features. All the features that existed earlier were there. Here, in Windows 8, Microsoft did remove features from Windows Explorer, the desktop manager. Even with uh, um, Linux they did not remove features and one of the justifications that gnome uh, 3 guys said was gave us that when gnome 2 was released it had lots of bugs and people complained about it and eventually it became better and that is why gnome 3 there are complaints about gnome 3 even a lot of people complained about GNOME 3 and uh, but uh, like Linux, uh, Linus, uh, who is that guy who created Linux, Kernel, Linux Pauling, oh, who that guy. Um, so even he did not like uh, the GNOME 3 desktop. But uh, they went ahead with, uh, um, they published some extensions with which people could add uh, functionality mm, that should have been originally available in the desktop, that is, not less the file manager. And it was really a stupid uh, desktop that uh, they provided and uh, making things optional means um, the regular user um, doesn't get to see how great uh, how great a desktop could be. Why would you do something like that? So, um, I had um, used uh, Red Hat uh, 7 or some old version um, on my home computer. The graphics card um, wouldn't allow GUI to boot up. So, and later um, I moved to Mandrake. Mandrake had um, better um, support for the AGP card that I had done. It had um, it finally booted into GUI, Red Hat booted into console only. IX did not uh, initialize there. Mm, but um, 
but um, the default experience that I got from Mandrake was whatever they ship with the um, CD that I also so there wasn't uh, much I could do initially the sound card was not detected later it did um, work with uh, the sound card and uh, I could play mp3 files but um, there was no I couldn't make uh, it work with the modem it couldn't dial the internet so there wasn't a lot I could do later several years later I had a chance to look at a Ubuntu system and uh, this guy was running uh, Windows XP inside the Ubuntu computer and uh, he was running a VM so I was really surprised how much Linux had developed that it could do so many things so that day I went uh, home and installed Ubuntu and everything worked the graphics card got detected the sound was detected even the modem I could uh, um, I could uh, I had a USB uh, wireless modem it worked it worked means it um, it worked better than in Windows so Ubuntu was great in the initial years that I used it <laughs> um, the software that I used was uh, WV dial for these um, USB 3G 4G modems um, there was a after you configure it uh, you can make it work you you can use the GUI version of um, WV dial it was gnome-ppp um, it would let you use a variety of um, um, modems um, and another thing is um, yeah the tip with uh, that I would like to give is uh, with regards to WV dial and uh, GNOME PPP is that it supports a wide variety of modems um, and it has uh, an option called stupid mode and uh, when you select it uh, it just starts working so whichever modem you have it finds the default and uh, it starts working after that later uh, um, with each version of uh, Ubuntu they added similar functionality for uh, in the LAN manager also so you could uh, um, make the um, 3G modem work with the network manager, the GUI version. Um, but uh, that tended to be since wireless connections get uh, are flaky, they get disconnected and the network manager uh, will not be able to reinitialize the modem and uh, get connected again. But uh, WV dial and GNOME PP does not have this problem. If your modem fails, it just restarts, reinitializes everything, and get you get connected automatically. So all those who have these 3G devices um, modems, they should use 
wb dial and uh, norm ppp that's only um, software that i recommend that's my tip and um, yeah, as i said uh, the throughput uh, speed will be better than what you get in windows and uh, yeah, well, coming back to the desktop uh, user interface, GNOME 3 guys decided, uh, yeah, um, I wanted to say about, GNOME 3 guys have contact for users and uh, they created a desktop that could not be customized and uh, it was not very usable also um, one of the things that they did was to uh, a design feature from a copy a design feature from mac desktops where there is a single menu for all applications you uh, you open application in um, and move it to the bottom right corner you have to go all the way up to the top left corner to access it you know. mac users for some reason think it is great and uh, when they see that in no three oh, they say oh this is very wonderful I like it. This is how it should be. It's a stupid design. Why should you move your mouse all the way across the screen to the to change a window that's there? If the menu is there on that application, you don't have to move your mouse a lot. So another thing that um, before this uh, change happened, uh, even uh, Ubuntu did the same thing. They moved the minimize, maximize, and close buttons from the right-hand corner of uh, the title bar to the left-hand corner. That. They justified that because they wanted Mac users to feel comfortable. Yeah, but uh, that was not a big problem. You um, people who had been using GNOME to um, were initially um, perturbed by it, but uh, it was not a big deal. But uh, making a common menu for all applications and forcing people to move to the top left corner was really a stupid design decision. And uh, so what if Mac users did it every day? Why would you want to copy a bad design from somebody else when you have something working great already but GNOME 3 developers uh, went with it anyway so I did not like GNOME 3 at all and when the developers uh, show contempt users there is no need to support them as well you should go should take a decision and go on another way i really had no choice in this matter so i stuck with uh, ubuntu 1010 the maverick uh, meerkat version I had a 
good firewall called uh, Firestarter, which I had mentioned earlier. It, even though I was running a old version of of the OS and old kernel, it is supposed to be bad to run old, dangerous to run an old uh, kernel, but I had uh, no problem because I had Firestarter. Firestarter is a firewall that's that was available until 11.04, I think, of Ubuntu. Um, after that, they made so many changes in the networking system that uh, Firestarter uh, did not uh, work well. Um, Firestarter is a firewall. It's a front-end to the IP tables uh, internal firewall. Um, so, all the changes that you do in Firestarter, just modify some settings in IP tables. IP tables is the default firewall in Linux, I think. Or at least in Ubuntu. So, the Ubuntu comes with uh, another firewall called UFW, I think. Uncomplicated firewall or uh, some simple firewall, something. It's not a really good uh, front-end for um, IP tables. I did not uh, like it uh, because uh, it had no events. It didn't uh, show active connections. Um, th there are not a lot of uh, options that you could do. It it was basically, as the name says, uncomplicated and uh, there was not a, it was meant for very simple, um, uncomplicated uh, users probably. But Firestarter was not like that. It had lots of options. It could, um, so when you have several applications connecting to the net, it will show those connections and it will show which port is connecting. I mean, which application is connecting from which IP to which IP on which port. It would show all those applications. And there will be an events tab where it will show um, connections that are blocked. Um, so, this would tell you the IPs from which the connections are being made. So, you could um, um, take further action. Those block connections were very useful. Say you are connecting from another computer and uh, you wanted to find its IP. The block connection would show the IP, and you just uh, added that IP to the list of hosts from which connections could be accepted. And there was another tab in Firestarter where you could uh, specify the IPs, I mean the hosts from which uh, connections could be made, to which connections could be made and uh, you could specify in the last tab, you could specify all those ports. There was a, another set of options called uh, whitelisting and blacklisting. You could either whitelist certain ports to which connections could be made or you could blacklist specific ports um, to which uh, or from which 
connections cannot be made. So Firesetter had all these options. So I installed Fire Starter and I stuck with Maverick Mercat for several years. It is running without any problem for in several of my laptops and one desktop. But I would like to move to the latest version. Yeah, and uh, so if you missed um, GNOME 2 and uh, GNOME 3 is something you just had to live with because you wanted to use the latest uh, um, distribution then you don't have to use GNOME 3. There is a fork of GNOME 2 called Ultimate Desktop. You could um, Linux Mint which is a Linux distribution based on Ubuntu as a version called with, that comes with uh, a desktop called Mate desktop. Mate desktop is a fork of GNOME 2. Since uh, another thing that these guys got to do was stop all development of GNOME 2. So when GNOME 3 was developed, they said we are not going to develop GNOME 2, and we are going to migrate uh, a lot of applications. Um, or um, those applications would no longer work with GNOME 2. So users did not have a great deal of choice. They had to accept them. They were forced to accept them. Um, but this made desktop, I discovered it um, much later than I would have liked. Um, it's a drop-in uh, replacement for GNOME 3. It has the same, uh, it has its own, the, des the desktop that ships with Linux Mint comes with a menu system that is different from the GNOME 2 menu. Uh, you need not use that uh, menu. You just delete it from your desktop and add new um, panel and add, uh, I mean, uh, delete the Linux Mint menu from your uh, Mate desktop and then uh, add the GNOME 2 menu or the forked GNOME 2 menu to the panel and uh, it looks exactly like uh, GNOME 2. The reason for this Mate desktop is the Nautilus um, um, file manager, the shell, manages the desktop and the GNOME 3 guys um, use the same name, Nautilus. And um, made some, a lot of changes to it so that it wouldn't work with GNOME 2. So the made desktop guys, they created a replacement for uh, Nautilus and called it Kaya, Kaja or Kaya, C-A-G-A. And uh, so if earlier uh, you were, if you were typing Nautilus in command line, you would have to type Kaya in Kaja in 
the command line. So my other tip to, um, in this podcast is to use the Mate Desktop and Linux Mint if you did not like GNOME 3. And um, another um, program that uh, um, the Mate Desktop had to change was um, the text editor earlier it was G editor G editor <laughs> now it's called Pluma P L U M A Pluma or Pluma um, so if um, uh, earlier you type something um, if you are editing from command line with uh, G editor, you would have to type uh, Pluma and that name <laughs> and the file name. Yeah, and uh, the next step that I would like to give is the theme. So. If you have uh, the made desktop, um, all the desktop themes, GTK themes that came with uh, GNOME 2 would work with um, uh, made desktop also. So you could go back to all those um, great desktop themes that you had earlier and uh, they would work without any problem in my desktop. The menu with, uh, that I had asked you to add earlier, the GNOME 2 menu is a very intelligent, um, very intelligently designed menu. It has three main menus. One is applications, the other is places, the third one is system. So all your applications are in in applications. All the places in your uh, file system, in your network, and other places, and your recent documents are all in places. And uh, all options related to managing your system such as preferences um, administration and uh, shutting down the system are all in system menu so if you are on the phone and you want to give directions to somebody if you are offering troubleshooting advice on the phone GNOME 2 menu is the best. So that sort of thing is not, uh, you couldn't do that in with GNOME 3. GNOME 3 um, has uh, another uh, stupid um, th- um, feature that they copied from Mac is that uh, they have one search feature you want to type um, if you want some application find some application you type its name in the search box and it will show some options and you click on that so that means you will have to take your hand off the mouse or to type this it also prevents you from exploring the system by just browsing the menu. So, uh, why would they do this? Anyway, Mac, uh, because of Steve Jobs. I have written an article about Steve Jobs. I would, uh, he is a 
he was not uh, okay i'll just give you the link you just see it mm. i don't know why people copy um, thing mac is a great system and all kinds of features need to be copied from there when you already have a great system in num2 so this um, when you install linux uh, mint with mate desktop you remove the mints menu and add the gnome 2 menu the first thing i would do after this is to install the themes and the mate desktop supports all the themes that was available with uh, Uh, that are supported in GNOME 2. The theme that I always use is Nimbus theme. Nimbus theme was um, created by I think Solaris. Solaris uh, or uh, I mean Sun. Sun was bought by. Wait a minute. Yeah, Sun was bought by Oracle. So this Sun Solar is um, Sun had an operating Unix-based operating system called uh, Solaris, and they had this um, Nimbus theme developed for it. Or I think. Uh, they released an uh, solaris based open source distribution called open solaris and made uh, nimbus uh, the default theme there this nimbus theme is a beautiful theme it is extremely usable i don't know um, Uh, why most users are like this? Whether it is GNOME two or GNOME three, people don't change the theme at all. First thing I do after installing uh, system, whether it is Windows, I change the theme to what I think looks best. Looks best means you should be able to find stuff easily. With just a glance, if you have to take more than half a second, it's too long. See, in Windows XP and Windows 7, they made so many changes to the theme that it became very difficult to find stuff. So, uh, what I do in those operating systems is I would change to the Windows Classic theme. and it would uh, become infinitely more uh, usable in uh, norm to before i discovered nimbus theme i would uh, change the theme that was there the the default theme that um, ubuntu or whichever operating system came with was totally depressing and that was one of the reasons why people wouldn't uh, like uh, linux so if you are using a linux system make it look good change the theme if somebody else comes and takes a look at your desktop they should um, appreciate it they should uh, um marvel at at it um, they should didn't uh, find it uh, um, less beautiful than their windows system another thing that i would install after uh, the theme was the what is it called uh, 
comp is a desktop manager which would add a lot of desktop effects uh, it would make uh, the linux desktop infinitely more useful and a pleasure to use than a windows system yeah anyway this um, nimbus theme came with open solaris and uh, when this was released uh, or uh, was about to be released this steve jobs guy he called for a meeting with uh, some company officials and he told them that uh, the team the look and feel um, seem to copy or imitate a lot of stuff from mac and uh, if they went ahead with releasing it um, apple would uh, sue sun and jonathan swartz i think uh, was the ceo or some top position in sun uh, he um he has made this uh, meeting uh, yes mention uh, um, this uh, he has written a blog post about this you can go to his uh, website and see he threatened uh, sun with um, a lawsuit um, based on the team and other stuff that he thought uh, was mac or apple's property then uh, sun officials uh, and this jonathan stewart he said uh, hey you copied a lot of stuff from uh, sun and uh, um, we would also like to show you how um would you like that and um jonathan swart says that uh, it was a short meeting after that even bill gates um, i think he said uh, bill gates also tried to do the same thing or uh, steve jobs says that uh, his um motive was to maximize i the return from intellectual property and um, he left uh, son to do whatever uh, they want to do with the open solaris um, distribution so the nimbus team came with it it is also part of um, java application setting so it's a great thing um, i tried to install open solaris on my computer but i couldn't uh, install gnome ppp gnome ppp or wb dial does not exist uh, in solaris yes, that's what i found in some forums so without internet there was not uh, much i could do continue with uh, open solaris but i like the thing very much so i did a search to see if um, the thing could be installed in in my gnome to ubuntu desktop and some guy had uh, created a gnome theme for uh, gnome theme for uh, ubuntu as well i mean uh, the nimbus team for uh, gnome 2 and this comes in two dev files one contains all the icons and the other contains the theme files i wish all um linux users install this theme and uh, because it will make your um, desktop look very beautiful and also 
make it very usable also the minimize maximize buttons are all in different colors and the window colors are all different i customize even that i use a combination of the i mean this nimbus theme dev file installs the three different uh, themes one is the light nimbus and the regular nimbus and then a dark nimbus i choose uh, the dark nimbus for the title and then uh, use windows decorations from another theme that i think is um, has better usability <laughs> um, this gnome theme is not uh, was made available in the gnome look.org website i think <laughs> it used to be available but it is not available anymore um, in those links on the gnome look website <laughs> so i will provide my links from a file sharing site so i would like um and uh, i would also like users to ask the mat distribution guys to include it as the default thing for their uh, so maybe we should ask uh, the linux mat people i mean linux mint people so Please install this Nimbus theme. The desktop looks very beautiful after this. And uh, I think um, Compass uh, uh, settings also work after this. Uh, install Compass. Compass is a um, um, desktop special effects uh, it is a set of collection of uh, desktop effects um, when it can do a lot of um, uh, you know, when windows vista was uh, introduced it had that uh, something called uh, arrow glass uh, view where you could see a cascade of uh, um, all your open windows um, um, in a collage um, compass does that uh, and uh, it looks much better than what windows uh, we started or windows 7 and uh, it's just not that it has several other stuff like uh, desktop cubes where you press um, alt tab and uh, your workspaces start rotating uh, it could uh, they have several kind of effects instead of rotating it would move to the left or it could move to the right it's all uh, uh, it's gimmicks uh, but uh, when somebody else sees your computer they'll be impressed and uh, when you are recommending um, linux you should uh, show this uh, demonstrate this stuff and say Linux is not a dull uh, difficult operating system it looks great it can do a lot of stuff and um, another great thing about Linux is that um, the GNOME to desktop is that uh, workspaces you could have an unlimited number of desktops and uh, you play some windows in a desktop 
other window, you open um, new windows in another workspace and you can move between workspace. Not all the open windows need to be on the panel or um, in a single workspace. You can always move between these workspaces. And you have to configure Compass. Compass is a bit difficult um, software. You have to do a lot of search trial and error to get it right. I always um, use the key combinations. Control, Shift, arrow keys to move between um, these workspaces. And, um, and I also use mouse bindings in some corners so that I can just move my mouse there. And immediately it will show the desktop cube or the um, windows collapse. Uh, it will allow me to shift between various workspaces or the various windows. So, for example, if I am pressing Alt tab, it will, show, um, it will let me choose between windows in the current workspace. Or if I press the Super Plus tab, the, that is the Windows key plus the tab key to show me windows from all workspaces um, and I could choose any win uh, some window to go to that workspace and I could start working from there so um, compass is something that you should install after installing the main desktop um, Compass requires a good graphics card. Most uh, laptops and computers that come today can handle it. There is no issue. So that my next tips that uh, I had given today is WV dial and no PP. Second one is uh, install made desktop which is a fork of GNOME 2. You don't have to stick with GNOME 3 and uh, so far you can install after that you, have, you can install Compass. It works with uh, made desktop and um, the other tip was installing Nimbus theme and uh, before I go I would like to give one more tip um, this is regarding the the command time the um, GNOME terminal um, Usually, the GNOME terminal shows black text on white, I think. That's not very, yeah, very good for your eyes. You go to preferences and change to green on black it would look much better and uh, I have uh, um, I in um, the I have published a norm tip in my Ubuntu article um, it is a line that you have to add to your bash rc file the bash rc file is there in the home folder it starts with the dot dot bash rc bshrc you have to add that line to the um, to this file you have to open it in the text editor and uh, it sets the ps1 variable used by the terminal 
what happens in any terminal window is that it shows the username at computer you can so that part takes some space and terminal window is uh, it's a small window it takes about one third of a desktop so there is less space to type your commands if you are typing a long command it would wrap so i have this um, bash rc setting i set this ps1 variable once you add it what happens is it shows your uh, username at uh, computer name and uh, also the current date and time in the first line your prompt basically this changes your prompt the first line shows in the username computer name time and uh, <laughs> time that's all and uh, the second line shows you the current path in the third line contains just the dollar symbol so you have an entire line for your command mm. try this um, and you will like it and another thing that this variable does is it has it adds some color to your it's a it adds several colors all these um, three lines that it adds are in different colors so you have a multi colored um, terminal window and even the output of commands they appear in different colors after this and it looks very good so you should try it don't use the default uh, black on white terminal window it looks really ugly and uh, one more tip that i would like to give is to install um, free fonts that are available one font that um, i used to download is the cmu fonts Mm, it was created by Donald Nutt and it is currently maintained by some Russian guy. CMU is a collection of some 30 plus fonts. They look really good on a Linux desktop. It has uh, there is one uh, font in it uh, which does not look. Um, very well on some applications such as um, browsers and uh, text editor um, when I mean text editor I mean office LibreOffice or OpenOffice but in a terminal window it looks really great it has um, several types of fonts you should um, install it so apart from that, uh, I download uh, all the fonts from the Google Fonts collection. I have published a um, command line script that could be run, which will uh, download all the fonts from the Google website. And after that, you it's a collection of several hundred fonts. People say that you should not install too many fonts in your uh, fonts directory the, because it will slow down in your boot up, uh, slow down your system. I don't find, I have, uh, I have installed all the fonts from the Google Fonts collection. What Google has done is they found uh, the system for all free fonts that people have published. And now they have made it part of their um, website. And people call it Google Fonts. They are not Google Fonts, they are free fonts. Google is just providing them to people. 
for free. So you can just install them. It does not, um, on most new systems, it doesn't slow down. If you are using some very old system, then don't use it. So I think um, this is enough for today. Um, all the scripts, the bash RC um, and variable and the Nimbus theme files will be available along with this podcast. Uh, I think I can sign off now. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.